Hey there, Fox River friends and family and anybody else who might be watching. Uh, my name is Jason and I am coming to you from my basement where I've been working and I'm sure a lot of you can relate. Um, and we thought we'd bring you something tonight uh, pretty special. We're going to be talking with Brian and Rachel Weed. Uh, you may recognize those names from hearing about Fox River Missions. Brian and Rachel serve in Nicaragua and they've been partners of ours for, for quite a while. And uh, if you've been following along online with our, uh, our church services online, you know that we're in a sermon series right now called Disrupted. And we're talking about the disruptions that we're all facing right now during this global pandemic. And so we thought we would uh, spend some time talking with Brian and Rachel and hearing about the disruptions that they face in their lives uh, and how that's affected them and their ministry and how they've been able to use the disruption they've experienced uh, to move forward walking with God. So how you doing, Brian? How you doing, Rachel? We're doing great. Thank you for inviting us uh, to uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin. You're very welcome. We are happy to have you with us. So um, I guess we'll kick it off uh, and get right to it. Um, you know, besides the current, you know, coronavirus pandemic that we're, we're certainly all hyper-focused on, um, can you tell us about some other disruptions that you have faced in your lives? Disruptions for us have been many, if you allow that to be the focus. Uh, when we first got to the mission field in the early 2000s, the Socialist or Communist Party was really, they weren't in power. They still were in existence. The Sandinista Party was there, but they wanted power and their people wanted power. So we would try to go somewhere and buses were being burned, roadblocks were out, cars mm -hmm. were pulled over. Tires would be laid out across the roads and you couldn't get uh, through that direction. You'd have to turn around and go another way. Uh, we've had robberies face-to-face -face, mm. uh, right at the Managua Church, uh, held at gunpoint. We've, Rachel recently uh, reminded me of uh, the earthquakes. The <laughs> earthquakes were crazy. We were getting some six-pointers uh, where you'd go rushing out of the house so the house wouldn't fall on you. Uh, oh. That was a negative effect. That was a disruption. In fact, it shut down our girls' school for, what, three weeks? Mm -hmm. So three weeks, instead of snow days, perhaps like you get, we had earthquake days, tremor days. Wow. And so the girls would have to study by long distance like they're doing now mm -hmm. uh, because of COVID-19. They were studying by distance because of earthquakes. Then, uh, then the, the, uh, the attempted coup uh, of the U.S. side in Nicaragua against the socialist side, the Sandinistas, who, who are in power. Uh, there were, there's been roadblocks. There were uh, several months where it was dangerous to be out. Uh, we had to make sure we were uh, in the house uh, before a certain time. By three o'clock in the afternoon, we'd try to be home. Uh, there was times where we were worried about our people even be, being uh, able to have access to food. Mm. And so, yeah, disruptions, we've had disruptions. Uh, but in all of it, uh, God still moves and the church still moves forward. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I, wow, you're talking about disruptions and, and I just, I can't even imagine some of the things you're talking about. I, 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 I almost imagine that life in international missions is, uh, it just kind of comes with the territory, but uh, thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing about some of those. So, so as you're facing those disruptions of, of, of robberies and coups and earthquakes and things, um, can you tell us a little bit about how, how have you seen those affect you guys personally, uh, how the, the impact on your family, obviously you talked about your kids, you know, studying remotely, um, and then also your ministries as well. Like how, how have those disruptions played into those? Yeah, I would even default to Rachel while she's dealing with what's going on at home. I'm dealing with what's going on in the ministry. 
Uh, there's been times where I could only go out on the motorcycle because on the motorcycle I could get away in mm. case there was a, an attempted robbery at one of the roadblocks and she was at home and trying to take care of the kids. So she'd probably do better than, than I can about how it affected the family. Well, honestly, any disruption causes chaos, right? Just briefly. But you do have to just figure out new schedules. You have to figure out new ways to communicate with other people. We had to um, do homeschooling and that's, that's fun for some people, but not for everybody. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, sometimes we can't make it to church, right? So we'd have to figure out how that looked. <clears throat> I remember there was one time we'd figure out how to get our students from our seminary back to their homes during a very in, intense part. And then, you know, and during that time the coup. we did that in the car and we got caught in a roadblock for three hours while they were shooting orders off uh, 10 feet from the car. So being with your family and being with your staff, you have to just stop and realize if I panic, if I lose control, if I worry, I'm going to cause all of them to do the same. So I think as a family and on our family, it just brought us closer together, number one. But number two, you just learn some very valuable lessons on how to handle these different issues. Um, and we'll share a few, I'm sure, a few of the most valued, you know, lessons that we've been able to learn throughout the whole 18 years that we've been in Nicaragua. Okay, sure. Yeah, so, yeah, well, that's, a, that's a good segue. So what, what types of things have you learned about, you know, about God, about how he works through disruptions, about yourselves, about the importance of your faith? What, what kind of things have these disruptions you're talking about um, brought about in you? Uh, you know, it, uh, it really adapts you to, mm. to think strategically, you know, you think in ministry, everything's going to be the same all the time. You're going to win people to Christ. You're going to baptize them. You're going to do church. You're going to win people to Christ. You're going to baptize them. You're going to do church. Not, not in our case. Uh, in our case, ministry is ever changing, whether it's a coup, whether it's a, an earthquake, whether it's a, a mini revolution, whatever is happening in, in our world can change from day to day. Our ministry changes. We have to think about uh, operations of a, of a nonprofit organization in an aggressive environment. We've had to think about uh, security to refocus our priorities, uh, training and delegating others. All these are really, you don't realize it, but all of these are God things. These are things that God is preparing you to do for all situations, uh, to trust others to do good, to trust others mm -hmm. to carry the torch. Uh, and and, and realist, realistically, at the end of the day, on the mission field and when there's disruptions, that, that uh, saying everything rises and falls on leadership, not true. Everything rises and falls on uh, personal holiness and your relationship with God. Because when you are up against the ropes, when you're getting bad from every direction, you have to be able to deal with fear. You have to be able to deal with uncertainty. You have to deal with vulnerability in an environment while at the same time seeking God. You know, as we go to the grocery store here, the people are aggressive. And, and if somebody gets within six feet of them, they're, 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 they're having meltdowns. Okay, we as Christians, we don't have to react like that. We can react differently. We can think different. We can be different. And we can be, uh, to use a bit of a cliche, we can be the light. We can be the light they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so I true. Think looking in the past, we've realized that 
nothing has caught God off guard. He's not sitting on the throne thinking, wow, where did that come from? Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> you know, and if you can just picture him sitting there, you can realize he is in control. He, he knew COVID was coming. He knew we would have a month of earthquakes. He knew that we would have all these different things coming to disrupt our life. And so we don't have to worry. Worry never got us anything. So you just realize this will pass. God is still in control and he knows what's best for us. Amen. Amen to that. Well, I, I really appreciate both your time. Um, you know, I know that uh, we have so much to learn from all the experiences and I wish we could keep talking for hours and hours on end, but I'm sure you guys have other things to do. And uh, so any, any final thoughts before we, uh, before we sign off tonight? You know, I would say this, uh, in times of fear and uncertainty, that's when faith increases. And remember the mission of the church. The, the, the last thing that Jesus had to say to his leadership team and all of us, if we're a Christian, we're part of that leadership team. Mm. What did he give us in his last words before he took off for a couple thousand years? Because it must have been real important if he was leaving for a couple thousand years and he had one last thing to say. It was to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Those are marching orders. And at times like these, they're not marching orders for the soldiers of the cross. Times like these, when everybody's living in fear and everything's a little bit dangerous and everything's a lot scary, it's not for the soldiers of the cross. It's for the special forces of the cross. Mm -hmm. So the, the special forces of the cross, the Christians that take it seriously, have to remember that the mission still stands. God is still on the throne. We still have marching orders. We still need to serve. We still need to tithe. We need to be involved in Fox River Christian Church. You guys put us on the map. We have a medical center in the, in the town of La Esmeralda that has reached out from that medical center to 12 other communities. Mm -hmm. The impact has been exponential. The impact has been uh, something that other missionary organiza organizations have wanted to follow. That was made possible because of Fox River. That was made possible by the vision of Guy Khan. That was made possible by those that give to missions. And I'd just like to take this time to thank Fox River for making that happen. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I, I completely agree and, and say amen to everything you just said. We so appreciate what you're doing, uh, the gospel that you're preaching and the work that you're doing there. And uh, again, just thanks so much for your time and uh, God bless you and stay safe. God bless you guys. All right, thanks. We hope you were encouraged today. Subscribe to the Fox River Podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages. Stay connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you and hope you join us again soon.